0: This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers.
1: Glacier Bank's totally free checking. Saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today. There's a convenient location near you, Glacier Bank, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. For Mountain Climber Transit, we have the honcho, the the top dog, (laughs) the one at the top of the pyramid, Elizabeth Wood. Good morning, Elizabeth. (laughs) What an
2: introduction. Good morning,
1: fellas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been noticing that these uh, Mountain Climber Transit buses are starting to get full.
2: They are, they are. It's been, uh, it's been busy out there. It's been, um, that's kind of why we brought our dollar fare back. We were kind of maxed out at our capacity. It was, capacity wow. was booming. Now, yeah. now I
1: saw a, literally a full bus just going by here the other day, yeah. full right up to the rafters.
2: Well, you never know what you're going to see. Sometimes you see two, sometimes you see 10. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But
1: now, now, when you have so many people on the bus going to different uh, locations, how, mm. how do you manage that?
2: You know we have Via Via is our our director of our buses basically so they there's a, an amazing algorithm is all I can say they that algorithm is so spot on that we can have or six people on that bus and it's just going to direct you to where you need to drop off pick up drop off drop off to pick up to. it's pretty crazy. oh my crazy. gosh yeah it's so, pretty the, so the
1: driver knows where to go and yeah. what order to do it in order yeah. to get people where they need to go when they need to be there
2: yes so yes. this
1: is very fluid
0: and it's updating all the time while they're out on their it route driving It huh? is so
2: so much all the time that Sometimes our drivers are like, "Oh, what's that beep on my tablet?" He'll be tootling along to drop someone off, and another ride will pop on a schedule because someone just booked on the app. That's maybe two blocks away from him, and
0: that's how, how does he get a, a potty break?
2: <laughs> Good question. We have to schedule those, <laughs> okay? Otherwise, it'd be it'd be trouble. Get put a that beep? in the <laughs> yeah. app. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's get some numbers.
2: Okay, so um, as I mentioned last time I was in here, we did reintroduce our fares back in mm-hmm. August. And our purpose for doing that one reason was to get us a little bit more availability in our schedules during the day, because we were maxed out. We were, we were seeing an influx in our trip denials. So um, when we put that back in place, we fully anticipated we would get a decline in our ridership out of the gate um, because folks were riding a lot more than they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you start charging that dollar, it's going to say, okay, maybe I only need to go two places stay instead of four. Um, so we did see that decrease in ridership. Um, so overall for this this fiscal year, which started in July, we're down probably about 8,600 rides. Um, some people, when they guess how many rides we do in a year, they only guess about 9,000 rides. Mm-hmm. So. So they might look at that number and go, well, how many are you actually doing? Well, let Hmm. me tell you. (laughs) So for the year so far, um, we're sitting um, at about, averaging about 14 to 15,000 a quarter. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And not a a quarter. quarter? A quarter.
0: When, when does the fiscal year start?
2: So that starts in July. Oh, okay. It starts in July. So we're a little over halfway through our year. So we'll round up this year in June. Um, but yeah, we're doing about 5,000 rides a month, which is, is pretty impressive. We've had hmm. years in the past where we were higher, where we were about 6,000 mm-hmm. rides. Um, but we're trying to create more availability to get folks to work, get them to their doctor's appointments instead of those trip denials. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, last month we did uh, 4887, so 4,887 rides in January, which is a lot considering the nasty roads we had out there. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not any roads that I want to be driving on all day long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, yeah. Um, and I'm very um, uh, envious of uh, people being able to have a warm vehicle to climb into. Yes. You know, I mean,
2: <laughs> and so. not scrape windows. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, mine is warm by the time I get here. Yeah,
0: yeah mine too. Now I'm driving the car this week, and it's in the garage, and uh, and but it doesn't get warm until you know halfway here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so. so we've got warm buses. So, you know, for this ridership decrease I'm talking about, this isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a goal we had in mind to free up availability so that we can share these rides with a lot more people. We are we get new riders every day calling in that need rides to get to the doctors, um, to get shopping done, to get to work. Uh, so we're constantly reevaluating when we need to move our drivers around as well. Um, we're still having trip denials, even with this... Um, this uh, new fare put back in place. And those are primarily in the early morning hours and the evening, the late Mm -hmm. afternoon, which correlate with work hours. So we're still working on this, um, adjusting these drivers around to get more availability for our workforce out there as well.
0: Okay, now I've seen uh, Mountain Climber Transit at the grocery stores, and I know one of the stores, I think Super 1 Thursday must be Senior Day or something, because I've... Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll stop there and I will go, where did all these people come from? And they're all seniors.
2: Yeah, we so, we take a lot of seniors out to Super One. We really do.
0: But Super, I, you know, Super and One I do, and Smiths. I, I know they they have uh, produce sales and pork sales and things like yeah. that, and they always schedule them on yep. Thursday. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we're yeah, that's definitely one of those big trips we take. Um, you know, when you look at our ridership and who we're actually taking out every day on these rides. We take a lot of folks out for shopping that wouldn't normally be able to get out. They they can't drive anymore, or um, maybe maybe it's just a seasonal thing. They don't like going out on roads like sure. today that are yeah, nasty. Yeah, so they yeah. give us a call and we get them out for their groceries. Um, we take a lot of folks to work. We've seen a real influx in these work trips in the last couple of years. Um, we get folks to school. And another interesting thing we do for school rides, um, something folks don't think about, but you may have a a kid that goes to, say, Flathead High School, and then um, their parents maybe move to a different area of town, let's say they move to Evergreen, and um, kids that live in Evergreen have to go to Glacier, and the buses won't take them to Flathead. So we actually, and vice versa, so we've had um, an influx of students that maybe live outside of their school bus zone, and we get them Mm -hmm. to a school they've been attending for years. Wow. Yeah,
1: so yeah. there's There that. are a lot of reasons why having a, a, a mass transit system in our yeah. city is a good thing.
2: Yeah, there really are. Yeah. There really are. Um, and then breaking that down even a little more. Um, so we always strive to make sure we're providing service to as many people in the valley as we can and that we're not leaving anybody out. So um, we we track our riders. So when they come on, our drivers will track if they're a senior citizen, or if they're somebody with a disability, or if they're just what we consider a general rider. And we're proud to say we're keeping that really balanced. So um, we serve about 41% general riders, about 24% uh, are folks with disabilities, and then 35% are folks that are seniors. So it's a nice full balance there.
1: that's pretty something because this whole system was designed dial a ride back in uh, a couple of decades ago now which was to help get seniors around give them transportation options and uh, people who are handicapped
2: yes yes so back before we went to this on-demand system we had that uh We had a couple fixed routes, city bus routes that were going on, and then we had that dial ride that you Mm -hmm. mentioned, the paratransit service. And um, so you were kind of restricted in the Valley. If you were a person that was a senior that had a disability, um, or if you lived along that fixed city route, then we could get you where you needed to go. But, um, and if you were in Evergreen, that was definitely a struggle. There were a lot of years we could not service Evergreen. but now with this on-demand, uh, one thing we're very excited about is we are servicing a lot more people. It's opened up. That door-to-door service is opened up to everyone in the Valley. So you don't have to have a disability. You don't have to be a certain age. Um, and we're getting a lot more people where they need to go.
1: Well, speaking of where we need to go, what if we need to go outside the city? Elizabeth Wood will tell us the latest on that next. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: If you had a wish for Flathead Valley teens, what would it be? Well, besides cleaning their rooms and driving safely. This is Melanie Nixdorf for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. You might wish that teens build positive friendships, get support, make good choices, and be accountable. The Center for Restorative Youth Justice shares your wishes. February 15th, this nonprofit hosts an unusual gathering at the KM Building at 35 3rd Street at 6 p.m. Not Your Average Love Story is a night of daring storytelling amongst community members, special guests, and courageous audience participants. There will be appetizers, beer, and wine included with your $50 ticket. All proceeds go to benefit Flathead Valley teens. Any questions about the event are on Center for Restorative Youth Justice website, or you can call 406-257-7400.
1: Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is John Hendricks. Today we're talking mountain climber transit and uh, helping to get people around the area. Elizabeth Wood is the director of mountain climber transit. So what if I want to get to Whitefish or Columbia Falls?
2: it could be a little bit of a struggle right now. Uh, We don't currently have what we call a commuter in place um, or what we used to call our Tri-City commuter. So if you remember back probably four years ago, uh, we did have a Tri-City commuter in place and that ride would get you um, anywhere between Kalispell, Whitefish and Columbia Falls. Uh, We had one bus that would operate in the morning and one in the the late afternoon. but we had to take that away, and um, we're working on getting it back.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. I would imagine there's going to be quite a bit of demand for that once you get it back.
2: There really is. I would say our dispatchers on a daily basis get phone calls, multiple phone calls a day, trying to get from, say, Whitefish to Kalispell for medical appointments or um, from Kalispell to Whitefish for work or Columbia Falls to Whitefish for medical or work. Um, It's a very high traffic phone call that we get. It probably sits right alongside with, hey, can you pick us up at the airport or can you get us out to uh, Glacier National Park? Those are our three biggest phone calls aside from our daily um, grind phone calls.
1: Any discussion about perhaps putting together a, a shuttle service to the airport?
2: Yes, actually there is. Um, You know, we've mentioned in the past that our focus as public transportation here in the Valley has been to service our community members here that live here, so our residents, um, and not necessarily spend our resources on focusing on our tourists um, because we have very limited resources that we're working with. But um, with this particular discussion and putting this commuter back in place, we've been visiting with the state, MDT, and the funds that they have to give us for this would be through a pilot program and it's intercity connecting funds. And in doing that, uh, we can get those funds if we're connecting to other modes of transportation. So um, in this case, we would be um, connecting folks to the airport and Amtrak station. Um, so we're kind of getting two things in one package here. So we are, yeah. we're servicing our community better and getting them to those other towns they need to get to. And we have to include that little package of hitting the airport and Amtrak at the same station. That's going to help us get those funds. And,
1: well, I'll tell you, if you've uh, been uh, to the airport recently, Glacier Park International Airport, you saw that uh, they expanded the uh, parking area forward toward the, uh, uh, toward the terminal but it's still chock full, uh, It is. On it a, amazes particularly me. on a holiday. <laughs> but even just uh, like today, I'll bet you go out there today and you'll have trouble finding a parking place, even in the overflow area. So there's a, definitely a need for something like this.
2: There is. And, you know, I, I would say out of those phone calls that we get, um, we occasionally get the airport phone calls, but... Um, Moreover, we're getting those folks that need to get to medical appointments Mm. that cannot get city to city. Um, Or for school, college, there's a lot more uh, college students that don't even have their driver's license these days, Um, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when I turned 14, I was like, I am getting that driver's license. But... um, we are seeing a decline in that these days, and this isn't just in the valley, it's across the country. Um it's kind of a little trend there. um so it it's it's a great thing we're working on. We have a survey out. Um, so anybody that's friends of ours on Facebook, they can go to our Facebook and um, access that survey. and you know, interesting enough enough, um so far, we have over two hundred and seventy five response to the survey so far it's been mm-hmm. out a few months uh, but that's pretty impressive for yeah. the valley getting people yeah. to actually spend their time filling that out well you
1: know it's uh, uh the con uh, using uh, public transportation is not something that we're used to here
2: that's true that boy, is true
1: <laughs> you live in a place like new york city the last thing you want to do is get in your car and drive somewhere
2: right right boy Yeah, 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 that is true. Um, But, you know, I figure, especially with this commuter, um, what we're seeing in these respondents so far is there's, Out of those respondents, probably about 65% of them um, are going back and forth from, say, Whitefish, Kalispell, Columbia Falls on a daily basis. And out of those, the majority of them are going for work. So why not let someone else drive and then you get an extra 25 minutes of your day back to just sit there, read a book, take a nap. You know, <laughs>
1: um, you know. It, one other thing too, I point out is most of your buses have the ability to, to to bring a bicycle on board.
2: They do. So a lot of times, um, let's say we get this route back in place, and we have morning runs, and then we have late afternoon, early evening runs. A lot of times, um, folks have to be to work at a different time than we're actually doing that run. Well, some might ride their bike to work and then get picked back up by us. And we can put their bike on the front of the bus, which is pretty handy.
1: Yeah, and you can at that sway you can get around for your lunch and everything like that.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Boy. What yeah. a what a healthy thing to do too.
2: It is. It oh, yeah. is.
1: Elizabeth Wood is our guest. She's the director of Mountain Climber Transit, and we'll get a little more information about the roots and who is served right after this. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you've been dreaming about a spring getaway, consider the Red Lion in Kalispell. Give me 60 seconds and you'll see what I mean. This is Katie Persier for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. The Red Lion transforms into a New Orleans-like Mardi Gras, February 23rd, 6 to 10 p.m. From lively music to colorful costumes, masks and beads, you'll be transported to the Big Easy. It's not only for a good time, the gala raises money for the Flathead Food Bank. With the needed funds, they'll be able to expand to be the distribution hub for pantries across northwest Montana. Event ticket information is on the Flathead Food Bank's Facebook page. Or visit their website at flatheadfoodbank.org. Click events for more details. We think a fun spring getaway right down the road sounds dreamy.
0: Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again. Is Robin Mitchell our conversation with the Elizabeth Wood from Mountain Climber Transit? She's the director. Uh, she has the the wand <laughs> out there. Now, uh, I remember the old days of standing at a bus stop waiting for the bus to arrive, but it's a different ball game now with the uh, app. Uh, and uh, yet, do we still refer to them as routes because uh, drivers cover? probably sectors or areas.
2: Yeah, I would say the term route is is not really something we use anymore. <laughs> okay. um, just simply because we don't use the bus stops. Now, if you chose to get picked up at a bus stop, you could, but it's more coverage areas. Okay. So um, currently we're servicing Kalispell and uh, Whitefish and Columbia Falls. We have a be- very big valley and it's hard to catch everyone out there. Right. You know, we get calls for Big Fork and um, Summers, different areas up in the um, up in Quorum, even. So it's tough to hit everyone, so we try to stay at the focused you know, concentrated areas and focus on those. Um so it's coverage areas that we're we're dealing with here. Right.
0: Now um what about uh between the cities? Are there specific times when that is available?
2: So currently we do not really do any coverage in between the cities. And that's where we're really hoping to get this commuter put back in place. Um, We get a lot of calls over in the Happy Valley area. So between Kalispell and Whitefish, um, that's a really, uh, it's really starting to boom over there as far as the phone calls go. And even just in Kalispell, um, you know, our housing areas are just expanding out further and further closer to Whitefish. So we're constantly keeping track of these phone calls that we're getting, um, where we're telling them, we're sorry you're out of our coverage areas. So like north of Reserve Mm -hmm. is pretty much our cutoff area. So we're starting to look at expanding that further a little
0: bit. So you're able to quantify that and research it for futures. We are, yeah. So uh, who, uh, who do we serve? What are the areas right now?
2: So right now, In Kalispell, um, we're pretty much out as far as uh, Farm to Market Road. So um, out Three Mile and then those new subdivisions out there, we can hit that area. Um, And we have riders out there. We go as far north as... Uh, basically reserve. Um, We do service Evergreen, which is great. We have a lot of need over in Evergreen for rides. So Evergreen is pretty wide open over to Helena Flats Road. Um, We go as far south as probably the Toyota dealership. So we're covering the bulk of Kalispell and Evergreen. And in Whitefish, uh, we're pretty much within the city limits. Um, Columbia Falls, we're pretty much within the city limits as well. So, um, and our hours... We, we basically are out there tootling around from 7 o'clock in the morning until about 6.20 in the evening, 6.30 in the evening here in Kalispell. Uh, Whitefish in Columbia Falls is more reduced time um, from about 9 until probably 4.
1: And one of the things that uh, if, if, for example, we the ridership were up and the demand was up and we had the ability, can we add more buses and more drivers?
2: That's a good question. (laughs) So with this um, commuter that we're wanting to put in place, the state is gonna help us get those funds. And the state is pretty good about um, if we're seeing the need and needing to add more capacity um, and we can show them that we need that, they're pretty good about helping us uh, with that funding. So as we're growing in the Valley, yes, it seems like our need for more transportation um, is going to continue to grow as well, which makes sense. Um, So we have to really keep a good pulse on that and make Mm -hmm. a plan for it. And this commuter is definitely our next step in getting more drivers Um, but you bring up the word buses (laughs) (laughs) boy that's still a tricky one we still have not received any buses since 2020. really yeah it's um it's a problem it's a problem across the state um, other trans agencies across the state and the nation this isn't just a Calispell issue but um, they're very behind on getting us the buses, chassis. We have chassis issues. Um, uh, so we, the buses are just not available out there to it's get. It's just
1: a manufacturing issue.
2: It is, and yeah. I think it's starting to turn around a little bit. Um, so hopefully we'll see some buses here in the next
1: hmm. My gosh, few we've had this with, uh, with uh, police cars. Yeah. We've had this yeah. with uh, fire engines.
2: It's true. It's yeah. been yeah, a struggle. I'm the so. same
1: thing.
0: Now, uh, so when somebody... Uh, you can advise people on the phone when they call uh, regarding the hours. If they're going someplace, okay, you need to be returning by a certain time yes. so they can have round trip.
2: Yes, absolutely. We definitely encourage folks to book their round trips. So if they're going to the grocery store, they want to be dropped off by 10, and they, we ask them, oh, how much time you need? About an hour? We'll pick you back up around 11. And the same for work or medical appointments. It can be a little mm-hmm. tricky with medical you know how that is. Sometimes yeah. your appointment's at ten, and you get in at ten, but maybe you don't get seen until ten thirty. Yeah. So then, trying to gauge that pickup time can be a little tricky. So we just advise them. But they can them. always,
0: uh, you know, use the app and rebook.
1: Yeah,
2: they certainly can. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Well, well, things they are a changing and improving, and uh, <laughs> and uh, transit here, public transportation in Kalispell, Whitefish, and Columbia Falls, on the move. Elizabeth yes. Wood, thank you so much.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: It's Glacier Bank's Community Conversations, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby. Keeping you connected to your friends and your community is an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.